Welcome back to the 21st century. This is your captain's log, star date, I don't know it, uh, Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny, sometimes smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. I am your special counselor to the Captain 7, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have... Clyde Haynes, a thief, a spy, and a pirate walk into a bar. No, of the three of us, I call dibs on pirate. Dread Pirate Roberts, that is. Clyde Haynes. Clyde Haynes. And, with, uh, and I'm Paul. I'm just a cook. To touch it. Yes. Our hero, just a cook. Tonight, yeah. we are reviewing and discussing the last episode of the final season of Star Trek Picard, entitled The Last Generation, written and directed by showrunner Terry Metalis. Uh, but just a few reminders, Paul, can you remind folks um, how they can like share this podcast, where they can find it and all that sure, good sure. stuff? I, I, I can definitely do that. I'm going. I'm supposed to remind the listeners to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify and YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love this content, which I hope you do, which we hope you do uh, for just two dollars. You know, you could uh, help support us on Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash Star Trek pod. Indeed. And Clyde, how should people engage with us in the chat this evening? Nice. I like uh, that. All right. ASL, sign language. Just turn your cameras on and let us know you want to talk to us. Now, uh, type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat, and we'll take a look at your comment, your question your critique um and when we get to that special time in the episode we're going to ask you what your overall thoughts are and we're going to tell you what ours are so we just want you to type capital h capital f capital hf in the chat and we'll take a look at what you think about tonight's episode indeed so again spoiler alerts for all things picard but also this week we got a treat in the feed and i thought we would talk about it before we jumped into talking about this incredible finale which is a preview for the next season of strange new worlds pew, 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 pew. what did y'all what did y'all think of the trailer I, I i thought it was there was a lot coming at me at one time which i mm -hmm. thought was fantastic um my biggest like aha moment that was jarring and confusing was was ona was was number one una and una. it out well just because when we last left there was all of this intrigue and mystery and then they seem to just give that away that i mean we kind of know she has to come back because of uh the rest of the timeline that we're aware of so it's like we know she eventually comes back right so it's like we uh will hopefully see how it shakes down though yeah, like it just, I was like, oh, well, that took all the intrigue away. I've been looking forward to that for a while now, seeing, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I was just like, oh, you couldn't, you couldn't at least try and fake me out a little bit. Other than that, I thought it was fantastic. And, yeah. And, um, uh, I got to remember their names now. Um, Spock. No. <laughs> the these the chief of security getting flustered. Um, security con con yes yeah. <laughs> just i thought that was uh fascinating i mean we we haven't really seen especially on strange new worlds we see you know pike's a a bit of a, a player but we haven't really seen a you know a kind of a meet cute in a while mm. so i'm i'm kind of curious we shall see paul 
thoughts? Well, uh, let's see. I didn't know there was a preview, so I'm literally oh. watching it now. Well, we can oh, skip that, Paul. How yes. are you? I guess I am just perpetually on the internet. Oh, no, <laughs> and no, no, I also no. posted it in our Slack, but I'll oh, yeah, get yeah, mine yeah. while you're watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I saw it in the Slack, Mariah. Thank yeah. you for posting that. And I watched it about three times. So I was like, oh, yes. yes. Um, they also played it, if you watched it, at least on mine, uh, <laughs> uh before the episode um anyway but i thought it was fun that there was a postal service song in there i was like oh this is this must be what it was like to like i don't know hear music from like your childhood in star trek when you're watching it as an adult do you know what i mean because like they always kind of pay homage to music of like a very particular era and so i was like oh my god am i finally old enough that my music is in star trek i had kind of one of those moments <laughs> watching this trailer um well, you'll really get it when your music that you grew up with goes to the oldie station. Oh, it's already there. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's uh, it's it's going to be super fun. Um, but yeah, I think it looks great. I love the humor. I'm ready for some kitschiness. I'm excited for Ensign um, Ahura and to see her adventures on the, on the ship, um, to see number one come back. I'm ready for Pike to do all of his pikey things. Um, I'm also really excited for our new head of engineering, um, and to see what she brings. Um, and I think it's going to be a grand old time. Yeah. And I think we'll probably, um, in light of Paul, not getting to fully watch it and for us to do a full breakdown. And we have so much to talk about with Picard tonight. Um, we should, this seems to be a lot of Kirk there. There's a lot, lot of Kirk. There's yeah. a lot of Kirk happening. They're yeah, in a roots, a which is a very Canadian store, by the way, like oh. a super Canadian store okay, when he's well. trying to go around the revolt revolving door. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week, um, or in an upcoming week as we have a big break before that June 15th well, I mean, is our next new Star Trek. You say big break. I thought we were going to have a really big break. And mm. I was like, oh, vacation time. <laughs> and it was like June 15th, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, like, like, you can tell that Clyde really likes our company. Everyone. <laughs> I do. I, I do. Thanks. I'm just saying. Look, you can you can love your job and also appreciate a vacation. I'm just saying. Fair, fair. That that is a fair. I will not roast you anymore about that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think it is time we finally dig into this episode, and I think you all know what time it is. It means it is time for some. It is time for some hot breaks. Uh, Paul, what did you think in the shortest amount of time we can? Because I'm sure we're going to talk about all the things. Sure. First I impressions. Thought, I thought it was adequate. I think it was like everything it needed to be. And uh, yeah, yeah, Clyde, just, just just eat it. Eat it. It's my hot break. You know, like uh, I, 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 you know, like I, I've said throughout the whole, you know, uh, season, like if it's going to be like, oh, because of the power of love, I'm going to be a little irritated. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and it was like, you know, it's like one of those things where like, oh, you've changed my life. I've known you for a week or two. And like, you know, you've been, I mean, a, you've been a jerk for at least two thirds of that. <laughs> you changed my life and you've changed me forever. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> But I understand it has to be done. I'm not, I'm not, you know, like I know, I know the form. It's not that, but like, you know, uh, it does make me go and, and see how, like, you know, the, the TG, TNG finale was so amazing in that regard. Like, you know, it, it, it left on all these things that were, 
you just felt like, oh, and it was cute. We had a great adventure and blah, blah, blah. And you go like, this is actually an amazing exit for TNG. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about it. I think uh, we'll have some opposing views to, to that one. Paul Clyde, what did you oh. think? <laughs> so I thought the uh, the best thing about the episode was the only shot I got was a nice shot and a hologram. So that completely made, no, I'm just kidding. Hater, hater, hater jokes no i i thought this was a a great episode um in in part because where it put me was the realization that i got what i ultimately wanted which was another season of tng which is when you pull this back that's kind of what i got right Mm -hmm. and the preparation for a new spinoff and i was able to just sit back and kind of enjoy it for the the nostalgia and the kind of the the honoring of this incredible show and you know if you're asking me is this the ultimately the best season of picard i'm going to tell you yes right for probably all of the wrong reasons and i think that that is because what i ultimately wanted was a another season of tng and toward the end i got that and but i you know and yes it was a bit you know love heals all and love is 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 everything but you know what i'm kind of a rom-com guy too so while i noticed it it didn't completely bother me i kind of snickered and laughed a little and then i said i'll allow it um (laughs) (laughs) i'll allow it (laughs) just kind of kept going and um I, you know, I always said that I thought that Picard was going to die. And at the end, we got the entire group back. Like they made it through. Plus, I mean, literally, we got everybody back, like everybody but Shaw. Uh, so everybody who matters lived. Um, <laughs> I, so, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it, Mariah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm probably more on the side uh, of, uh, well, maybe somewhere between y'all. I, I had a great time. I thought this was a fantastic series finale. Um, and I thought, you know, I have my nits to pick, I think, but it's a lot of, um, I think a lot of it has to do with just a disappointment in the, like over the full series rather than this season. Does that make mm. sense? Sure, like sure, it, sure. Yes. in, in, yes. I felt that there was some things not quite honored that were probably set up in seasons one and two, but I think if this was a standalone season of Picard and the others did not exist, then this was a very successful series finale. And um, that's how I looked at it. Mariah. just so you know, like I, yeah. I, I pretty much ignored seasons one and two. And I focused, at least this episode, I said, I'm just focusing on this season as a standalone. Yeah. Um, and there's like, you know, and and then my brain starts putting in things of like, oh, what if the other two seasons were actually building to what this ending was and all of the things. But um, but yeah, so let's let's jump into what some of the hot breaks from the uh, live chat. We've there's got some two good ones. With, it was fun. It was emotional. It was a little cheesy and I loved it. Agreed. Um, again, I will say Worf. All the best lines and best scenes forever. Sure, sure, sure. Just like I crushed it all the way through. I'll um, make it a threesome. I, Do you I, even I, hear I, the words that are coming out of your mouth? <laughs> yes. The sword being so heavy. Swords are fun. Um, of course, swords are fun. Anyway, I, I loved it. Um, I loved all things Wharf. Hot freak. I sobbed for most of the 60 minutes. I leaned right into all the good feelings. There's definitely, I appreciated the space that they gave some of the emotional moments. I feel like sometimes those can get breezed past, especially when you're trying to pack in things. 
Um, heartbreak. I was upset they mentioned Guinan, but right there, but didn't bring her on screen. I agree. I was like, Whoopi couldn't have come on set for 30 minutes, like for one side act. Yeah. Just one have her standing there and then come back. Like she doesn't have to say anything. Um, Kieran says it was a well-deserved goodbye to the TNG crew while also laying the groundwork for a spin-off led by Captain Seven on the Enterprise G. Agreed, it felt very um uh I would say a better version of generations. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I hate to say it, but I'm there was I'm, a lot of parallels, which is why I mostly bring that up. Um it, it feels like they got a redo, to be honest with you. Truly. Hot break, a great payoff from last week and wonderful sent off for TNG crew. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think I think we all feel pretty Alana. Let's see, hot break plot a bit thin in some spots, but emotional moments I uh pursued it beautifully. Yes. Um, also, yeah, I think the most important thing, Captain Seven. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited. So we, 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 we can revisit that. We'll revisit that. <laughs> Ooh, we can talk about that. I, I also want to call out the fact that we didn't see Laris again. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, yeah. At so all. of my, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll go through my nits to pick, which is like, uh, we never came back to Laris. Like what happened to her? Are we just going to fully forget? We, that I think that's my biggest nit to pick is I felt like we did all of this character development for characters we never saw again in this finale. And it was like, they were, they just became means to the end for Picard to go on this journey to get back to his crew, which I could see, but it felt like some of that development was missing for me. Um, like if this was the ending, I wish then the first two seasons were me watching Crusher and, um, and Jack on a ship so that I had a better emotional connection to Jack and like, I think a little bit more empathy for his situation. Um, but yeah, and then Gaina not coming in when they say, I was like, this was like you, this was the ultimate show, don't tell. Like you told me yeah. that. You could have just shown me that. For sure. Um for that. And then um yeah, I think I think that was kind of my my major ones there. Um so let's start from the top though, unless you had anything else, Clyde. Well, I have a I have a <clears throat> kind of an overarching question, right? Yeah. Like again, I, I mentioned that I love. I love this this episode as part of this season, kind of in a bottle. But my question is, wait, the, if, it, it, you know that song? If you could have Star Trek in a bottle, <laughs> if I could have Star Trek in a bottle. Guy. <laughs> uh, but, but you got to understand, part of that though is because TNG is that's my season, that's mm-hmm. my series, right? Like I'm, you know, we we talk about this. You know, they've already said that I'm rocking a Jordy LaForge beard. I've got a figurine on my desk like this is this this is oh, where i'm I, at i read in my office y'all because i got a bunch of new voyager things oh, look at that, look at that. <laughs> so so for me that's why I'm, I'm so high on it i'm curious though and i've been asking around if you didn't watch tng if that wasn't your thing does this season even like does it connect with you because it's it's it feels like it's built on seven years of TV 30 years ago. Yeah. I was going to say, so someone I'm trying, I'll, I'll try to find it. It was um, someone IG messaged me, but I'm going to have to scroll for a minute. Someone who listens to the show and was like you, Oh, here it is. So Raymond uh, shouts to Raymond um, who messaged me and says, Hey, I wasn't sure, etc." cetera. Um, y'all asked about perspective of watching the season of Picard, not knowing past history. And he was like, well, I'm that guy. Here's some history on myself and Trek. As a teenager, he did see Voyager and fell in love and started watching Trek again after the 2009 movie. 
um, and then has since watched all the current shows besides Prodigy. So Raymond, definitely check out Prodigy. Disco is his favorite, but uh, he never went back to watch any of the other older shows. So to answer the question, he's currently on episode nine of Picard. The season in particular feels like I'm looking at a digital picture frame in a slideshow mode, but I fully understand what happened in each picture. Am I loving the ride? Oh, yeah. Do I have a desire to go back? No. <laughs> he said, Unless they upscale it to 4K, maybe. Overall, it's my favorite season of Picard because I can feel the nostalgia and the energy it brings. Plus, this crew is really lovely. So I thought that was like a really good yeah. insight sure, of sure. like, um, so shouts, Raymond. Thanks for for bringing that to us. Because, yeah, I think that has been hard to like navigate is like I, I, we all have a nostalgia around these characters. Like even if like, you know, I know Voyager is my gal, but it's like. I watched enough episodes and popped in and out of TNG and I understand the legacy of, of Picard as a captain. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's do it from let's the top, it. from the top. So the intro, like I Punch predicted, That's right. was the enterprise D coming in. Thought that was a nice little swoop. And then we get a little Borg moment, which I'll say this was probably my other nip to pick. I felt like the Borg were too easily defeated. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it just felt like well, they, they're dying. I, I know they're dying, but it's like, um, I don't know. It was like, was that too, I, I kept expecting it to have, have to take longer to defeat it in a way. You know what I mean? But then I looked at the runtime and I was like, I think this is it. I think this ship exploding is it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that to me was, it, it, it was almost, um, a little bit of a chef's kiss to stuff that had happened already, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was saying, "Hey, the the fight was over a long time ago, and this was that last hail mary, that last ditch effort, mm-hmm. and we're changing the way we fight. So it's less about trying to assimilate you, and and trying to turn you into drones, you know, by sticking tubules yeah. in your, your neck, and more about we've gone with a different tactic that we think is stronger, better, faster, more powerful. And so the de- defeating that was the big fight. But yeah, I-, I did expect there to be, you know, more drones, more shield, you know, modifications. And yeah, but uh, like, uh, I will say like, you know, here, here's like, it looks like a super cube, right? Like, you know, like a bunch of cubes just stacked mm-hmm. on like Lego together. It was massive. That scale yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Because Ju- Jupiter is gigantic. So it's like to have something that can like stick out of Jupiter is insane. Yeah. Hundo. And, uh, and you know, and I mean, it, it's a testament to, to Janeway, right? Like this is, this mm-hmm. is the residual of, uh, the neurogenic, uh, blah, blah, virus, yeah. blah, blah, blah. As Phil uh, says, Janeway F them up and this was the last gasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there, there was the, the question I had, which was, um, like they said that they hadn't seen the Borg, for, uh, since 35 ten, years 10 years actually on, on on the series right like you know oh in, yeah, yeah yeah 10 years on the series and then um it's 35 since since this, Janeway. yes so so I'm, I'm curious as to what you know like did they just see like like sick borg hobbling around and <laughs> the last sick borg they saw was 10 years ago uh or or what like you know so that was just one like kind of thing about it that i wasn't too sure about but that said like you know i I sort of feel that I didn't need a fight. Uh, you know, I, I had we, we had the, a bit of the Beverly Crusher, you know, like uh, Womp Rats, you know, uh, Death Star moment. Uh, and I felt like for me, uh, 
it was more important to be with the characters despite the fact power of love anyway sorry i keep jumping around we're gonna keep jumping back and forth y'all sorry Um, (laughs) (laughs) it was my fault i started it um we start though with i thought a very lovely cameo moment which is um walter cohen playing anton Chekhov, so essentially playing his son which i thought was a very grandson grandson um a very cool way to one pay honor to um also to anton who played our kelvin verse check off i thought thought that was nice i thought it was very sweet Mm -hmm. um what was interesting was like uh like in the last episode there was the uss uh hikaru for sulu Mm -hmm. so i wonder if there are other and that there was kirk's body you know like so i wonder if there are other places in the uh in the series where they have like like spock or like scotty or Hora like just hidden in some little Easter eggy mm. type thing. And I, I, I've been digging. I haven't seen them this far, but, um, but I did. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I've been trying to dig through all the Easter eggs as much as I can. It's pretty layered. Um, and I, you know, we're starting with our crew back on the enterprise. They find Borg inside the Jupiter spot. Um, and they sort of make their plan to stop this transmission. And Worf is going to join the threesome on the cube, uh, which as we said in our hot, Frakes was a, a great moment. Um, and then uh, back in the Titan, we have Seven and Rafi who have found a way to take back the ship. Uh, they used sort of transporter phasers, which we now have seen plenty of times are these portable transporters and discovery. But apparently um, I was doing some digging on the phaser thing. And apparently it did make an appearance in TNG in the Gambit episode. Um, apparently a group of pirates uses phasers to beam up things just by firing at them. You know, Clyde's a pirate, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, like uh, it was an episode where it started off with everyone thinking that someone killed Picard, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and turns out that they were just being, you know, like beamed up. Which is pretty cool. So we talk about nits to pick. I had to go back and rewatch the first couple scenes like three times. Mm. There's a lot of exposition dump. (laughs) Well, what what it is, I remember like when we last saw Seven and Rafi, they're pinned down for the most part, right? Like they're, they're like, hey, everybody else left the ship. We're here by ourselves. And the next thing I know, they're taking the bridge. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, Well, did I miss it? Well, something about the (laughs) Titan was they had, when Ro, when, um, when Ro Laren came over, uh, remember a bunch of the crew were beamed over to Mm -hmm. the other ship. So they're already running skeleton crew. So I think they just also had less uh, assimilated crew to deal with than some of the other ships. And then... You also just have Rafi and Seven because they're Rafi and Seven. (laughs) I mean, I I, I believe it. I was just, I was kind of like, oh, I feel like we skipped a step here (laughs) because I was just like, maybe I missed the like fighting through the corridors fight scene or the mm -hmm. here's where we got weapons or here's where we had time to invent this, this new technology because people were shooting at us last time I checked. I just kind of. I mean, like the last time we left them, uh, Rafi had shot the last person who had pinned them okay. down, mm-hmm. uh, and then they went to wherever Jody's m- museum is, loaded the Enterprise, and came back. So I feel like there's a certain amount of time, like you know that that could, 
it, it does it does show how strong space dock is able to hold off like the armada for for real <laughs> yeah <Literally>. i <laughs> so, really thought space dock was going to get taken I, down a lot faster than i know I, I, I thought i thought you ship firing at it at the same time I well i wonder god like you know like round <laughs> one like you know uh see like debris you know that you know like episode 10 open on debris yeah I do wonder if it was because they were there for Frontier Day, if all of the ships maybe didn't have torpedoes loaded and they were all just a bunch of phasers, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> but also, I would hope that the planetary defense could hold up against something like that, especially I mean, after the Borg. Sure, sure. No, like, the, the you know, it, 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 I guess it made sense to have, like, they, they, they talked about, like, the orbital platforms are destroyed. The mm-hmm. only thing that's left is space dock. Yeah. And so like so like they were dealing with other things. Mm-hmm. Right. So so I feel like it felt like there was time. So yeah. it, it didn't seem so weird that, you know, that they all went away, went to a different planet, got a ship, came back, you know. So yeah. Yeah. Um so we eventually, so, you know, in a series of like everyone sort of gets their shining moment, right, to kind of prove that they are like these legacy characters for a reason. We get Beverly really taking out all these weapons. Uh, Data gets his moment navigating through the ship. Um, Jordy does a great job of managing the bridge um, and bringing everyone home and safe. <laughs> and we have Deanna gets to reprise piloting the Enterprise and she doesn't um, mess anything up, you know, and she's able to find everybody. Um, and you know, obviously our big face down is between Picard and the Borg queen where he's like, assimilate me, take me over my kid. And she's just like, Oh, you're old news. Like I'm ready for this new phase of the Borg where I don't need you. I just need this transmitter. Who is your kid? Um, it's interesting to me because this is the second time she's had that speech, right? Like in, mm-hmm. in what was it, Nemesis or uh, First Contact, first contact mm-hmm. where she basically said, look, I got data. I don't need you. You're basically a drone. I don't know yeah. why he keeps thinking that he's special. Like, I mean, it's Picard, though. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't she, he always kind of think he's a little like, special? <laughs> I'm like, dude, she's replaced you twice, man. You're not that dude. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I... um. I wanted to dig into Picard and Jack's relationship a bit and how like, you know, Paul, you've been like, Oh, it's the power of love, you know, to, to break him out of the hive mind. But I do think it's an interesting, like if we really step back and use the Borg as this like concept of, you know, um, fascism or like, you know, totalitarianism, like this, this concept of like the, the baddies within our world. Right. Mm -hmm. And how it is very easy when you are someone who is feeling alone. And I, and, and I kept going back and forth of whether or not Jack truly feels like a great, I don't know, like subject being subject to this, right? Like he is like good looking, he's charismatic, he's charming. He's got his daddy issues. But, like, overall, he doesn't seem like he's lived this, like, terrible life, which I think is what I might be missing in overall in this is, like, this sense of loneliness of being different and, like, what does that mean? And you could see that a bit as, like, the queer allegory, right, of, like, oh, I'm going to be – I'm repressing something that's different about myself, so I'm Mm going to regress into this space that's accepting of of who I am in some way. And so the the metaphor gets a little – mixed for me there of how these two things come together. Cause I was like, I just don't, 
it, it could just be like the Borg was like, I was their last hope. And so she put all power upon me to take over my bot. Like to me, that also makes sense in some ways. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure. But, but I do like the explanation that it truly just takes someone to be like, what are you missing? I think you have gone down the wrong rabbit hole. Here's how you can find your way out. Right. Well, and you like, know, a loving parent could, could make that happen. Like I, I would ask you this, like, you know, Throughout the whole series, what does Jack want? That's a great question. It, oh, mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, like, you know, and is the answer what Picard gave him in, you know, in the Borg hive mind? If the answer is no, then, like, we're, 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 we're making a little, we're making concessions for the, the, the plot. If the answer is well, yes, no. then, you know, then they did a good job. And so I think I see it slightly differently mm-hmm. um granted i think what we didn't get is enough understanding of jack mariah to yeah. your earlier point yep. if we you know in earlier seasons if we had seen this kind of unfolding and headed toward this way and kind of understand we're really just some time to understand to, to see him operate differently like even if in those earlier vignettes when he was all piratey if we had gotten some some sense of his loneliness or his mm-hmm. his not fitting in then it'd be at least a little easier to understand my takeaway from this is is kind of twofold one is that you know anytime i think about why people join you know gangs or fraternities or any any type of club a lot of times because they're missing something, right? Mm-hmm. There's a relationship, there's this community, there's a sense of belonging, the sense of I can be, I'm accepted, right? Like there's this big, big feeling of acceptance, which is something that I'll overshare a little bit, but means something to me. And when you don't have that and you're constantly searching for it, you become immediately kind of drawn into a place where it's like, oh, I can just be me. I don't have to, like I can... I can, I don't have to feel weird. I don't have to feel mm-hmm. different. Like, okay. And that's, I think often how people get caught up in things that aren't always healthy, but it's because they, they feel accepted. And I think for whatever reason, what we're missing is Jack had been walking around feeling some sense of non-acceptance. Is it because his mother's been hiding him away and he hasn't been able to have a normal life like other people? Is it because he hasn't known his father? Like there could be a bunch of stuff. And then, what was kind of dumped on us in this episode was this overwhelming sense of kind of loneliness. And then this Borg hive, which I kind of get right. Like all of a sudden you're connected to everybody and here you feel special, right? Like he's Jack Mm -hmm. and and that. And then again, it's a little loose, little light, but this idea of his father, his actual father shows up and is going, Hey, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm not leaving you. And he didn't quite say those words, which I felt like he should have. But like literally, I will never leave you. I'm with you. I've I've got you. Again, we could have used some more early on to really bring that home. But then he's like, it broke him. I I get where they were going. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I and I think you know they were trying to use I think that specifically that flashback scene where Picard is being sort of fatherly to all of those Starfleet members, right? And Mm -hmm. like giving them these words of wisdom and being like, oh, I never really needed a family. Starfleet was my family, and it was this like rejection. But I was like, 
what was Jack really seeking, you know, I think out of trying to, in that moment, reach out to his father, you know, maybe I would have liked to have seen the motivation for him to have finally like made that move or even just like a glimmer of what his and Beverly's life was like previously. Cause I feel like Mm -hmm. Beverly seems to be a pretty decent mom at protecting her kid and like all, you know, but we, we didn't see any of this childhood beyond like, Mm -hmm. Oh, my mom used to take me to this garden every year. And then like, that sounds like a lovely thing to do, (laughs) you know, like, um, so, so I agree. I I wish I would have had some more Jack background uh, development to make, to make this moment feel even more impactful, right? Well, to your point, Mariah, like we do get that. Like we've seen Kirk young. We've mm-hmm. seen Picard young. Like there are a lot of times where we see people and that gives us this insight into who and why they are the way they are, right? Like Jack in high school, right? Would have been interesting. Was he, you know, what lunch table did he sit at? Was he a loner, right? Like that may have filled in some some of the blanks for us, I think. I mean, all that I think really needed to happen for me is yeah. for, for for Beverly to say, hey, you know, you can hide, you, you can lie to everyone else, Jack, but like, I know you've always, you know, I, I know you've always felt like you didn't fit in. I know, you yeah. all, you know, you've all, you've always wanted your, to know your dad. He's, he's here now. You should say something, you know, like, yeah. And and like and because we all do already know and trust Beverly for a lot of us, right? And so it, I think that would have done a, a it, lot. It, exactly. And and you know, and you know, and it would have helped the the scene before, like you know, the the not the scene before, the uh, episode before where here's Picard going, you know, "Hey son, there are protocols." <laughs> so like so like you know, you would see, you know, here's what Jack really needs. Here Picard goes like, oh, he's gonna fail on that because of his damage with the Borg, and then he comes in and realizes, you know, his failings and like power of love. That, that that's, I, I believe that's the math that you do it. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, it wasn't done quite that way in this, and so, so like, you know, I'm very sensitive to power of love. Like, it, it just needs to, it either it needs to make me cry, or it fails. There's no, there's no version of like where it's like, oh, it's okay. Like for all of it. This is us. Is every episode is like something, something power of love, and you know, yeah, and, 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 and you know, and for the most part, it succeeds, right? It's, it exceeds mm-hmm. on, on pulling mm-hmm. those 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 tear things. So, like, you know, uh, yeah, I watch lots of movies where they get through to the power of love within an hour and thirty minutes, you know, and like I am fully vested, yeah, you know. It, it, so. it can work. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I just I need a moment because in the first time in about the last five years paul is the first star trek fan to admit to watching this is us and that's a big oh, no. deal for me i, I just read the wikipedia that's all I, I just, I, i'm just I, saying <laughs> i'm saying i i had a whole podcast about a, another show that no one ever listened to or saw so this is a this, this is a this moment is, for me this, paul this, i feel close to you all of well, a sudden i'm like I should go grab a beer now that i i know i've got you know kindred spirit over here yeah and th- and that's the thing, like, you know, I want to reiterate, like, I am totally down with human connection being the mm-hmm. thing that saves you out of the darkest of places, like 100%. 100%. Like, 100%. That is a very human thing to do that is very tied to like so much of what I think makes Star Trek Star Trek is the idea of like, through family, through connection, like, it's this connection, is right? what so Star Trek, you know, like Star Trek is all about like, you know, you are part of a greater thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so I can see all of that. All I'm saying is it would have been nice to have, instead of just staring at a red door every once in a while, to have had a flashback to tell me why this red door was significant. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my only nit to pick. But these, these, um, these, these are just nits. drop, Mariah. That was... <laughs> these, these are just nits. They're nits. That's the thing. It's like, listen, all right. So I'm also, uh, no surprise to anyone in this podcast, I'm a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan, right? I talk about it. I no surprise. And when you get down to the top four, the top three of any competition series, right? These are the best of the best. We are watching a lot of the best of the best right now. We're watching some of fan favorites, some great storytellers. Mm -hmm. You got to find things to talk about and to judge, right? right, right, (laughs) Like that's what we're here to do as as folks providing uh, cultural criticisms and admirations for this thing. Um, The other thing is like making anything is so hard as someone who makes stuff and like Paul and I, you know, we try to make stuff all the time and it is very hard. So, (laughs) Well, Um, yeah, I I, I will say, you know, I feel very, I feel a little weird looking at this incredible feat that they've pulled off and, and criticizing it a bit. That's we're kind of here to talk about it right now. Right. I, I I do want to caveat if you're like, man, these guys. I I don't. Our podcast is never one of those that go. We watch it only to like Eight. talk to to talk trash about yeah. it. Right. The truth of the matter is, we love it. Right. Mm-hmm. We've we've all watched it at least one time, and there's a chance that we might even watch it again at some point. In, in, I've in watched every episode of this series two to three times. Right. Same. So. So it's not, we're not, I want to make sure it's clear that we're not talking mm-hmm. about this from a, a negative place, but we're, we are unwinding and pulling back the layers of the yeah. story because we care. And it's also, it's the finale, right? It's the final yeah. episode yeah. of this whole shebang. So it's like when we take a step back and count our, co- our coins here, what's, what's kind of left. Unpacking, baby. That's all we're doing. Right. Right. Unpacking. Unpacking. And, and, um, and to that point, Mariah, who knows if we're going to see these characters again? Yes. Right. I mean, and, and we'll talk about the after credit scene here and, and how they left that door open here in a second. I want other things that I found especially interesting in the connection of love was I actually really enjoyed that Deanna was and Riker's connection. It was that moment when he took a second to like kind of almost pray to Deanna like and make that last little like moment and connection that she was like, oh, I can feel you. To me, that was another like power of love sort of moment where it's like, Oh, this undying connection between these two characters. And um, in one of the uh, ready rooms this season, um, uh, they talked a lot about how both of those, uh, they play Troy and Riker like they've been in love, even when they weren't in love on the show, quote unquote, like in love, scripted in love on the show. Mm -hmm. They said that they often talked about how they always played those characters as if they still loved each other. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, even though in this particular series, they, you know, have said like they've been having some issues dealing with their grief. It was like obvious that that love was still really there. And I found that to be a very sweet moment. And their moments when they reconnected felt like some of the most authentic, like reconnective moments to me, like the face scratch. Anyway, I, I thought there were some very sweet moments with them. Yeah, no, like uh, they've always been, you know, like they've always been a special connection, right? Like from even from the pilot, like, yeah, she's half beta Zed. So uh, she cannot read minds except for a few people. Mm-hmm. And Riker happens to be one of them. Uh, and because of their close connection and like, and it's, it pairs well. Like if this is the last time we see Riker and Troy, this is, this is. It, it's delightful. Book, it, it bookends Farpoint Station. It yeah. literally, you know, it bookends that. So, so I think that's, 
totally power of love, totally fine. Like, you know, and Deanna had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I, I agree with all the things you said, um, both of you. My only thing that kind of was like, what? Was as far as, you know, the power of love goes, like you left her again for this dude. Like, I thought at some point he'd stop leaving his wife for Jean-Luc. But he, he keeps think, doing it. But, but I mean, Jean-Luc is his primary love. Yeah, you can love more than one person, Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> sure, but I'm just saying, like, you just... Um, I, yeah, I mean, this this is a really big overarching like thing, but I think a lot about like the idea of our relationships that we have with people and like how much romantic relationship is placed above friendship in some ways. And and I, I, I don't know if they were trying to take that stance, but I thought it was an interesting like space to to well, uh, uh, you know, navigate. I, I, yeah. I would I would also say this, like you know, would Riker be Riker? If he didn't try to save Picard, yeah, yes, he would and, be growth. It would be growth. Would it? Would right? it? Because, because, like you know, is that what we want to see Riker grow to? Like, oh, here is my friend. I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna go into the fire to try to save him. I'm gonna well, go home with 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 my wife. Well, uh, what would they like, be? If he... They could have. Maybe he. I mean, the other thing is like Riker knowing himself and knowing everyone on that ship. Is he really like my best place to help this whole group collective accomplish this mission on the ship, or is it on the ground using what I have? Well, if he had said that, then I probably would not have had any thoughts whatsoever. And I agree with that. It's just it's one of those things where I looked at it and go, when we opened this season, you were in trouble because he called and you came running. Mm-hmm. Right. And here you are in the final episode where you guys have made up. You're more in love than you've been in a long time. And he calls. And again, you go running. Are you learning? I, I would push. Like, I, I would push. I would push against that and to say, like, in the beginning, uh, Riker goes to Picard because he needs an excuse to run away from Troy. Fair. He has a reason to stay with Troy, but now Picard needs him. So it's it's a different reason that he's mm-hmm. leaving Troy. Like, you know, he's leaving Troy before because like he can't deal with their problems. He's running away from their problems. Now, after they fixed everything, you know, he, he's there, you know, because of the man who he is. Now, I'm not a big Riker defender. <laughs> but like I'm just saying, like he, he here is how it's written and here is what it lays. Like, you know, it, like I mean, the other, the other, I mean, just also looking at like the physicality of the people on that ship. If you're like, I need someone else to do some hand to hand combat. Who else are you really taking down besides Worf and Riker with you right. onto oh. a board cube? Because <laughs> you you left Rafi and Seven. You're That's more right. capable people That's on right. the you're other. You're younger, ship. more more vibrant people. Yeah, right. I, I, you got this old man who won't even use a gun. He uses <laughs> he won't even use his gun. I, I I liked what you said, Mariah. If if Riker had turned to her in this again, because I you know I'm a rom com guy, so if he had turned to to her and said, "I want to be here with you, but the best way for me to protect you and our children is to go on that ship with them," then I would have been like, "Yo, that's the man right there." But that that's the man right there. Like (laughs) I feel like they don't need that to say that to each other. I think they just know that. I mean, it looked like she was like, "Where the hell are you going?" Well, I mean, 
they were all like, we're all probably going to die, but we're going to go down swinging. You know, like well, <laughs> I will also say Beverly even got to the point where she was like, OK, kill my son. Like, 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 she got to that point. For because, all of like, humanity. That's right. We're going right. to have to and kill so, everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, you know, with, you know, when Riker goes like, I got to go down to save this kid and humanity. Like, there's no, there's no argument Troy can go. Like, you know, like, that's going to make her look good. Right. <laughs> there's just, there's just none. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's, and the thing is, she's been in this situation tons of times. Everyone has been in the situation tons of time. It's always like, it all comes down to Spock. The needs of, you know, out uh, needs of many. Outweigh the needs of the few. That's right. Indeed. Um, let's see. I, I liked, I enjoyed Riker and Worf's combat moment against the few, um, you know, Borg drones that were left on the ship. Um, I, I loved when Riker fully committed to dropping that sword and how heavy it was. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. And then, um, you know, kind of everything comes to a close. The ship explodes. Everyone gets back on the ship. Huzzah. I did really like the Enterprise D and the Titan side by side. Um, It was uh, coming back to Undiscovered Country. Um, It was very similar to that Excelsior and Enterprise A kind of moment where in that one you have Kirk's voiceover sort of passing the baton to the next generation. And in this one you have Rikers. So I thought that was kind of cool. I did. I, I will have to go back and double check, but I, we got no Picard admirals logs this season. Right. I feel like almost all of the retired. That's true. Hmm. We did get captain's log from Riker a few times. Um, and in that voiceover, we find out the changelings are still an ongoing problem, but of course, our queen Beverly Crusher has scienced her way. Admiral, admiral, Ad, admiral. You know, like I'm. I'm not gonna lie. This is, you know, there's a lot of nepo baby ishness happening. Oh it, yeah, it, so much nepo baby. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I wanted to talk about the Tuvok and Seven moment. Oh, sure. And I saw a lot of people online were like, "I wish this was Janeway." I was like, "They've been very clear from the start that Janeway was not going to be coming into this series." Um, which I, which I get, but we get to see her in Prodigy and Prodigy is excellent. Um, but the other thing I think to me that felt important was Tuvok and Seven had a really incredible friendship on Voyager. So to me, this almost felt like the, the best way to do this in some ways, because they were two characters who often were the only ones who understood each other, um, being lost in the, in the Delta Quadrant for so long. So I, I like that we got to one, see that Tuvok did not die from the changelings when they took over him. And then two, that we got to kind of really see what both of these characters got to become right after Voyager and, you know, as the Voyager person that well, not, I liked not, it. Not after, right after, <laughs> like, like 30 years after, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's also a little bit significant in the, in the books, in the Titan books, mm-hmm. Tuvok actually serves on the Titan. So like him being part of this whole dialogue I felt like was was really significant and it's a throwback like that was the best way that they were able to show like the people who they took they did not kill right mm-hmm. um and so it kind of it, it gave us a little bit of insight into the changelings and what they're and, and mm-hmm. who they are as an enemy right like they're an enemy but they're not an an evil sociopathic em- enemy well, um, it didn't say they did not, not kill everyone. They said they kept some people. Admiral Tuvok. That's who they kept. Admiral Tuvok. I, I thought it said they kept them from like a number of ranks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, they were yeah. trying to get information or whatever. Um, yeah. As far as like not psychopaths or sociopaths, they were bent on destroying the Federation. True. And stars. <laughs> um, but I do think that leaves some some room. So, uh, you know, kind of getting into the post here, we do get to um, our seven is made captain moment, which was fantastic. We have Rafi as number one. Um, and... Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I cannot call. let this lie. I cannot let this Thank lie. You. No, no, this is, you know, like I love Seven and I love what she's become. I've seen her go from like Borg drone to Ranger to first officer. Uh, and I, I think that is awesome. But like, you know, like even in Shaw's, you know, recommendation, which I love Shaw, he's, you know, by far the most uh, in depth character that we have. Nothing. <laughs> I liked react. Shaw this. I, I liked Shaw this season. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, hoping yeah. they were going to find a way to resurrect Shaw. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I was. But but, but, but when he goes and says like, you know, she doesn't follow the rules, blah blah blah, but she's brave and loyal. I go. Those are not the the first things you want in a captain. Like you, know, I, 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 you want those things, but you, those are not the first things you want in a captain. You don't want someone. You know, like we, we are past the era of pew 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 fire first, and like you know, like it's. I'm sorry, like you know, like Shaw was a good captain. You know, he took care of his ship. Like you know, like a lot of people died because Seven was like going like, "Hey, these are my friends." <laughs> but I think she. I don't think Seven was directly responsible for a bunch of people's deaths. Well, like like like. By her actions, like they went into the nebula, people died. I'm not saying like it worked out in the end. It's, it worked out for the best in the end. But like, mm-hmm. but like you know, but like as far as like from Shaw's perspective, I need to protect my ship. I need to protect the Federation. You know, and but it his went ship Federation, and Sevens goes Federation. Ship. No, uh, Sevens is like my my buddies. But the buddies were on the mission the, to save the Federation. The Federation, yeah. No, I don't think. I think the, if they were like the buddies were there to help their other buddy, and it right, all, and that's why she's like, "Yeah, take a shuttle." But but it's it's it's, <laughs> the, it's the same thing though, right? Like you know, it's all this like insider handshakey kind of like you know, mm-hmm. like oh, you're part of the team, you know, like like basically I, she went from the end of season two. To captain in what, like two years from from no. from not even from no, academy, like like three to four years from from season two to season three. Okay, so yeah. three years to to have his ship. Like Data was there for seven and plus. But and she was also on Voyager through yes. the Delta Quadrant before that. You think but, none of that time spent as being like a, essentially an ensign matters I'm, at all? My, my, my response is like, no, I do think it matters. But like you know, do there are people who for all of it, have yeah, waited. Of course she had nepotism push her through the door. And you're okay I with that. No, 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 wait, wait. I don't think it's nepotism. First of all, I, I'm a I'm a big proponent of mentorship and apprenticeship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, Seven of Nine was mentored and apprenticed by one of the best who ever did it. Like, period, point blank. She learned from Janeway. Like, first She's also experience. saved the Federation multiple times. Multiple on times. Voyager. On Voyager. Like, she's seen... She has seen things that no other captain or no other current captain has seen. Like, she's part of this elite, special 
kind of fraternity of people who've been on the edge and it has come back from it. So I have no qualms whatsoever about her being ready to be a captain. Like I'm, I'm fully like, it, it, to me, it's late, right? As far as I'm concerned. Now, I thought you were going somewhere else, Paul. Here's where my issue. Rafi as first officer, I'm struggling with a little bit. And I, I had come to terms earlier with the fact that like, oh, their relationship that makes me feel, I'm like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And then I was fine. And then you said something, Paul, a minute ago that then turned that upside down. For everything that Shaw said about Seven, she's mm-hmm. brave. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she can be loyal a, a little bit. She's, yeah, she's loyal, but she can be reckless. Like all that. I, I don't have a problem with that in Captain assuming there's balance and i think that with rafi i'm struggling to find that counterbalance mm. like when you had kirk and you had spock right when you had picard you had Riker. you had this this balance i feel like picard Riker. this is actually Ugh. probably the most similar to a picard Riker situation well no i think well, to me Riker's the hammer and picard is the british stage actor who's going to be hmm, thoughtful like it's just it's a little it's a little bit different picard and, I'm sorry, Clay. Clyde, you, well, you, and you had data who was completely mm-hmm. logical. It's just mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking for. I, I was expecting like right now you got a thief, a pirate, and a spy. Like that whole center section, they define. Really <laughs> it will be, but they, that defines reckless, right? Like who on that bridge? And then you got. You got LaForge. You got Crash LaForge up front. Like they got nobody who they is got no calm adults. and collected. That's what, that, that's what it is. Like you know, I, I'm I'm just saying. Like, like I think like I feel seven. Like would, seven is our adult now. Like I, I like you don't I don't think know. that like the death of Shaw and seeing like all of that occur doesn't put some sort of a gut check in for her. I mean, her speech to that that uh, I wanted to talk about her kind of moment on the bridge of the Titan. When she gives the like, you're not here to, you know, I'm not trying to send you to your deaths. We're here to try to literally save humanity. And like, I I think, I think she does have it in her. I think she's rebelled because, do you know what I mean? Like, because she essentially did not get to be a teenager and it took her a while to become within her humanness. I feel like a lot of her rebelliousness is probably not as rebellious as we think it is. Like, what have we actually seen her be that rebellious besides being a Ferris Ranger? And even then it was like, I'm on the side of justice and like doing these things. Right. I I, I will say this, like for almost every captain that I've seen that I, I respect, like there is a moment in their, in their captaincy where they have to go against their gut and go with principle. Picard mm-hmm. does this all the time. Like where he goes, like, I have to pop prime directive over like, you know, uh, over what I feel is personally feel is right. You know, Kirk does this with like, you know, city on the edge of tomorrow where he lets uh, Joan Collins die mm-hmm. because he loves her. But like, you know, if, if he doesn't do this, then, you know, uh, you know, uh, what you call it? Uh, Cisco says to, you know, he, he, he tricks the Romulans into joining the Dominion War. Like everyone puts, you know, their, their overall goal, you know, the, the Federation, you know, the, the, the bigger picture over their gut. And I've not seen seven do that in any of the, uh, any of the episodes. I have have no doubt that she can. 
I'm, I, I, I don't know that. Like, you know, she, like, here are the people coming up on the bridge. She does, she saves Shaw rather than do what he says, which is to blow the, you know, blow the, the turbo lift. And he gets, he gets, because of her, the Vulcan science officer dies. Because of her. I'm, well, I'm, I love I, Seven. I'm not, I'm not blaming Seven I, for that. I'm not, me either. Me well, either. Like, That's a Vatic choice. No, I'm but, good. But, but Vatic wouldn't be on the bridge if not for Seven. That's still your, so whose life is worth more? Like Shaw said, blow it. It's, it's his ship. He says do it. And she couldn't do it because it goes against her, her, her gut. Right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like that, that that's, I, I think that's great. And I think a first officer can have that. But I think no. what makes what makes a, a captain is a person who goes like, oh, I have to trade lives because the bigger picture is more important. My, my, I, my hot take. I, I mean, Stress VK also brings up like Kirk would have saved Spock in that situation, vice versa. I think I, I, I and yeah, how many, I mean, how many times did Burnham try and save Book? Right. Like, yeah, she's I'm a bad captain. Oh, <laughs> hot take. No, listen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank time you. Out. He, Paul's in time exactly out. Exactly where he deserves. Um, Here's listen. my thing: is all Go of ahead. the male captains have done all of these same things, and I feel like Burnham and Seven and all of these women, and it's like it's not. This isn't no, on you, Paul. But done I it too. and Janeway's Jane done it. Yeah, yeah I'm like, saying all of these captains have all of the same qualities. That's why they make them captains and characters in this show. Well, yeah, I'm saying that Seven doesn't have this. Seven doesn't have the other quality that I'm looking for, which We've is we've literally only seen her be a captain for t- less than 20 seconds. <laughs> what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is, like, you need to, to me, you need to see that before you promote someone to captain. That ability. I, I no. disagree. I, I'm, okay. I'm with okay. Mariah. Okay. We we have no, we didn't get to see almost all of the captains that we're talking about when they were first promoted. Right. Well, and look, and I got to clear something up because I'm about to get killed in the in the chat, and that is. Let me be clear. I am four seven as captain, and I am for Rafi being senior senior staff, right? My question is whether or not I think Rafi should be the first officer on the Enterprise G. And I'm aware that she was a first she was Picard's XO. I'm just I felt like this was an opportunity to bring in somebody new, somebody like to I, cast this one. So, that's that's just my and, my opinion. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing is like, this is the end scene, the setup for them to get a spinoff, right? Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. isn't going to be our full cast for what this actual yeah, yeah, yeah. bridge looks like. So we're going to get someone who is going to be this balanced out, you know, the, the science officer, a comms with a calm head, you know what I mean? We have yet to really learn anything about the rest of this bridge crew. Um, I do think it's funny that he becomes special counselor to the captain. I was going to um, ask you what you thought about that. I, I was like, weren't you a doctor? Why aren't you in like the medical office? Like <laughs> that was my big question. Um, and and I'm so frustrated we didn't get to hear her catchphrases. So um, Marge brings up, what do you think Seven's catchphrases? I don't know. And I don't want to predict anything because I want it to surprise and delight me. But I did go through and find all of the ones that other captains have used. <laughs> and so we have Kirk who uses execute or take us out in generations. Uh, Jellico has get it done. Lorca had go. Pike has a punch it or hit it. Um, technically, in the TOS pilot, uh, Pike says engage. So that's the first mention of engage. Hmm. Um, Freeman is warp time or warp me. 
uh, Janeway, we have do it. She also uses engage. Burnham is let's fly. Picard, we have obviously make it so and engage. I was trying to see if I could find one where, where Shaw says something. I couldn't find. I would get us out of here. Get but, but us he, out of here. But he's never captain when the, when the ship is moving. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been taken out of just been moving, so not sure what that might be. But well, it, forward to get us out of here is his catchphrase. It, it'll be interesting to hear what what that looks like. Um, what else was I going to say? But yeah, I'm I'm excited, and you know, I hope they do get a fun. I would love to see this Captain Seven spinoff. I think it would be really fun. I I I hope they get something. Um, and if it does happen, I mean, we're not going to watch any of it for at least another year <laughs> and a half, probably. So. Oh, no, we go longer than that. Like, we know, got like, a long time to play what Seven's catchphrase. <laughs> right. um, I wanted to, so this uh, series sort of ends with Picard doing a quote from Julius Caesar. We love a Picard uh, Shakespeare mm-hmm. moment. Um, also, apparently, um, that, poker scene at the very end uh, they just let them all play poker for 45 minutes and shot it and that's how they got all of that <laughs> for the credits um, for the credits as their as their uh characters um which i thought was funny because at one point you could hear someone say like oh let's play rise of seven or something right. like that right. and right. troy's six, just yeah. like yeah whatever that is and i was like i don't know if that was actually an in-character troy moment or <laughs> if that was just marina sort of being like whatever that is um which which I enjoyed. Um, I, I thought this that was one of the best ways to end this. You know, I say this series, but I say TNG to see Picard sit down and play poker with his senior staff. Um, like again, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, if you've never seen TNG, do you get the significance of this moment or not? Uh, but for me, it was like this, and not only play with them, but beat them. Like that mm-hmm. was, that was like, oh, this is why you don't play because you just be taking their money all the time. Mm-hmm. Like this, that was kind of cool, you know, even though there's no money. But yeah. Um, what else? We didn't get Laris. We didn't get um, a Guinan moment. And then we have our post credit scene where Jack is unpacking his belongings in his bunk. Um, and for an ensign, he seems to have maybe his own room or is only sharing a room with one other person, not a lower deck, not ne- a lower deck situation. Space Nepo baby and um, Q shows up. Well, be, be, before before we go that, like, what's up with Jack always having a gun nearby? <laughs> uh, he did have a personal phaser. He's a pirate. That that is how pirates like pirates. I don't lives. know, but what, is it Federation uh, policy where like the special counselor gets a hand phaser? <laughs> Maybe it's because of the changelings. Perhaps there's like some sort of situation in place because of changelings. Um, I uh, could well, see well, that, well, or well, it's just like, Jack has a phaser in his back. <laughs> well, like, 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 yeah, no, it's it's just weird. Like he's raised. He's, he, Anyway, I'll tell you what I was hoping. I'll tell you what I was hoping to see in that scene, because we got to see the little picture with Jack where he's got Mm -hmm. an old picture of of Beverly and Picard, Mm -hmm. which is very obviously just them at a premiere event. (laughs) Yeah. What what I wanted to see was like Picard, Loris and Jack, you know, as a picture of like Jack and his Mm -hmm. stepmom. 
Like mm. he wants family. Like, like, like family pictures yeah, going right. up as like a small moment. I was really hoping he was going to turn around and it was going to be peanut hamper. Boom. <sighs> yeah, we did it. We did it, right? High five. <laughs> it High took five. me an hour Boom. and I found it. I found it. 60 minutes in and pop right, right in the jaw. That's right. <laughs> Mama said knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> got me. I can't go without talking about our beloved peanut hamper. Oh, you got me. That was good. That was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, Q, Q is interesting to to bring back. I was like, there could have been so many things for that little. And, and I, I, so here's the thing. I don't mind it being a Q. I just wish it was like a young Q, you know, like a new Q, the new generation Q. Uh, like, if, where he if, like transforms into who this new Q is going to be, you know? Yeah. If you're going to bring back someone from TNG, I I kind of don't want it to be cute. And that's not a shot at John Delancey. You know, I love John Delancey. I just like to your point, if you're gonna do a cute, can we get a new cue? Right. Like a like a, a Star Trek legacy cue? Or if you yeah, just uh, I, the, that that was like a uh, really we're doing this again? For me, like you know my my, my point was like my dad said you died, and Q goes, "Huh." Well, as opposed to, "Wait, I die." <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> what? The, what? Just, what? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like you know, it, I, I think it's fine. Like you know, I, I think well, to that point, Mariah, you said this earlier. This season almost just gives the middle finger to the last season. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about last season Matters. almost makes sense in, in the context of this season. Because and we haven't talked about this at all, but like we have a whole last few episodes and this episode is significantly for, featured on the Borg. And we pretend like the new Borg Queen Jurati, just like that, that never happened. Yeah, there's just like those like kind of lines that get tossed out about like, oh, it's the original timeline Borg. Like they're kind of that other Borg not are not representative Borg. of all the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. Uh, yeah. It, it would be interesting. Like it had cards go, oh, you know what? We should go ask Girardi for help. Right. Or because you the, know. Other, the other thing is so this means so in the grander scheme of the timelines is like we have seen um borg kids in academy classes on lower decks right and so have that we? would then did, yeah. did, I miss, did i miss that oh wow there's more kids in the academy and so to me that then means the girardi borg essentially do eventually join the federation and that's what that means or maybe those are borg that have been liberated you know because you know, XBs or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, potentially, but they do look like. I mean, they've got like all the all the hardware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, Borgatti, I like that. Borgatti. Yes. Um, yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, the Borg in Lower Decks could be Borgatti Borg. I mean, again, like I, I feel like so much. There's so much I would have loved to see. You know who would have been an absolutely great first officer? Peanut Hamper. Rios. Rios. Rios is just as kind of crazy as the rest of this crew. <laughs> yeah, but, but but Rios has a ton of captain experience. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, no, no. no yeah, I mean, he was the captain mm-hmm. of... Uh, La, Res- La Serena. Well, no, of uh, no. Stargazer. Yep. Oh, yeah. Stargazer, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I Rio. I loved Rio uh, Rios yeah. as a character. The fact that it feels like they just—it's also funny in a series about like being parents. Like we never told Data that Picard, but like Data's kids, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Like that's a whole thing. Like everybody's talking about, oh, Data needs a, a, a kitten. Data has actually a whole litter of offspring <laughs> off on a planet yeah. somewhere that he can get a ton of community. But he's he's got a whole but, family tree. But Data knows yeah. about them because, like he, uh, what you call it, Sung's uh, memory files, are right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Again, all, all this to say, it feels like season two just never happened. Like we're just going to pretend like it never happened. Yeah, you know, like it, it's. Uh, I'm fine it with is, I, I would be interested. I might just watch season one and then watch <laughs> season two. And like, because it's like, we really just need Picard and Seven and Rafi to like team up, right? Mm-hmm. That's really well, and, and And all the, the one thing that you need to know is about his synthetic body. Yeah. And that's right? season one. And, is that season one? Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Wow. You could really skip from season one to season to season. Three. I would be interested. Anyway. Um, there's things I liked about seasons one and two. That's why I'm just like, oh, it feels like we've abandoned a lot of things. But, but this season I, I was. Mean, Rios had a lovely meet cute. Again, I'm a rom com guy that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Right now, I was hoping that rather than he stay, she comes. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was the series, guys. Yeah, well done. <sighs> I think, um, you know, from here, what we've done in the past for other kind of series wrap ups is, you know, like a week or two later, we sort of come together and talk about like the whole the whole kit and caboodle, if you will. Mm -hmm. Although this is our first of new Trek full series finale we've had. So Mm -hmm. um, it might be worth uh, us taking some time to rewatch the entire series and maybe do a, a deep dive on the opinion of all of it as a whole. Yeah, I think mm. I, you know. I, I you know I, I I love like space tentacles. I'm I'm scared of what I might think. Going back, mm-hmm. I think because we talked a lot about how seasons one and two I think make for better binge watches than week to week. Um, sure. So I'd be interested to consume it that way and see what that looks like. I mean, there's so much. You got murder nuns. Yeah. Murder nuns are great. Murder nuns were great. You got synthetic twins. Um, weird yeah. Romulan Borg. Like, there's just there's a lot. I feel like <laughs> there's be quite it. a bit. It's gonna be, uh, yeah. This will be kind of our longest break between new Trek series in a while. But I think we'll come up with some fun things to do in the meantime. I'm trying to reach out to some folks about potentially interviewing some people on the feed. So keep an eye out for that. But um, anything else to say about this finale, y'all? No, I, I thought so. it looked beautiful. I thought yeah. all of all of the space Interpre- battles, the mm-hmm. ships all looked great. The space that the space station in front of Earth looks so space good. Space yeah. dock looks so good, so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was excited to to get to see everything in like bright, shining new CGI and special effects, um, which I know takes a lot of freaking time. So shouts to like. I mean, everyone who worked on this and they spent so much time recreating. I was like, oh my gosh, guys, now we're going to get into my production nerd self here. Like the amount of attention to detail to recreate the bridge was beautiful. Oh, sure. Yeah. No. And, and mm-hmm. lighting was really nice too. Um, it's yeah. nice. It's the, 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 the prettiest lighting I've seen. Uh, for on that, that carpeted bridge. <laughs> on that carpeted bridge. That's right. 
Um, yeah, I thought that looked great. I hope they don't um, destroy it like they did the old one. I hope it gets to tour around the country and we get to see it in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I mean, everything looked good. The costumes were great. I loved all the all the costumes this season. Mariah, one last thing we haven't mm-hmm. we haven't actually mentioned the naming. Right. So oh, I like a lot of people really I, thought it was going to be the USS Picard. Same. <laughs> I 100% I was like, oh, it's going to be the Picard. Really? I did. Mm-hmm. I really did. Because think. then it would have been it would have made all the sense. This whole series is called Picard and they're almost always about the ship. <laughs> and then it would have been the Picard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And know. it would have been like, ah, that would have that would have fit. But like, how do you feel about the whole Enterprise G being like the Titan being renamed Enterprise G? People, I don't mind it as long as they're making another yeah. Titan. I mean, I thought it was going to be remade, renamed as the Picard, but I don't know if they do that for like living, you know, living people, living people. Yeah. Um, and, and has Picard really earned uh, a name after him? You're really poking for a fight today, Paul. <laughs> Paul is out for blood. Um, like, like, like uh, phaser set chat. to kill. And a phaser set to heavy stun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mind. No, I, uh, I mean, I love the idea of Seven of Nine. I love the idea of her being a captain on the Enterprise. That brings me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I think i would have had more fun with it being the titan because the titan's also a really fun ship mm-hmm. you know with a legacy of its own but that's and that's what i want i mean i was really hoping that this the new series if we get this if we get a new series would be new right yeah. like i think that was what was super exciting about discovery was we got to experience a new ship and a new name and a new crew and it was like hey can we fall in love with this all over again um you know, with little bitty hints of, you know, we got some hints of things here and there, like Spock. Um, I, I I don't know that I needed this to be Enterprise G, right? Like, feels like I a mean, I do Rocky love being franchise. able to be like, welcome to the G unit. Like, yeah. <laughs> someone who <laughs> listened mean, to a lot of... It could have been, you know, like, because I think you might be right about the living person bit. Like, you know, you, you can't mm-hmm. name it. So uh, it could be the, you know, the USS Shaw. Yeah. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see a Shaw reference on at least a shuttle well, or something in the near future. It, well, and here's the thing: him being the the captain, the the last captain of the Titan and dying, the USS Shaw would have made sense, mm-hmm. right? It, I'm sure it would have, you know, not been a very exciting ship, and ultimately would have crashed into the side of a planet. But it would have been a, the name would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all know what uh, what ship is really coming, which is the USS Peanut Hamper. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be there. Um, set to heavy stud. <laughs> yeah, I did see someone say Hugh, uh, uh, which would be interesting. Yeah, to see something uh, in his honor, um, especially with seven at the helm, that could be cool. But um, it is interesting. They have also after this whole situation. We have two people who have been uh, assimilated by the Borg on the bridge. And I wonder, that's definitely the first time that's happened, right? Yeah, no, usually usually you only have uh, one captain who's been assimilated by the Borg. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the other thing that's interesting about that is 
ultimately, Jack was responsible for a whole gang of people dying. Yeah. Just like 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 father like son. Right. right. And so you would think that now this has happened twice. Starfleet. I feel like we're not getting the Starfleet. The Starfleet I'm used to is typically just a little bit rigid and sometimes there are consequences to action. Like like vengeful. Like, yeah. no. I know this would make a lot of sense for him to be on the Titan. The Enterprise, I get it, but no, we just can't do it. He killed a whole gang of people. We can't go that route. Like my my favorite line, and I think in all of the card series, like the all three seasons, was in season one where this admiral goes to Picard. This is not your house anymore. Mm. And, and I was like, like that's hot. <laughs> As that, it, you know, and so yeah, like I, I'm with Clyde there. Like you know, like for all of it, Jack decided to go to the Borg and because he decided to go to the Borg like all the adults died on on those ships in the fleet <laughs> no one over 25 lived well not all but, but yes but, a but, lot. but effectively all those people died and so uh not he cool. gave the command like he gave the command yeah not not cool and unlike unlike again father like son (laughs) uh, unlike you know john luke jack went there he Mm -hmm. you know like like john luke was at least kidnapped and here's the thing unlike like john luke had no idea what was going to happen we know what we we know what was gonna happen like everybody gotta figure well jack went in being like I'm going to take down the queen. And then the queen is like, here's my special spell of inclusivity for you. <laughs> my, my, my response is like, you know, like who the hell are you that you think you can beat the queen of the board? <laughs> you know what? A young, a, I'm going to get, I mean, he, a young, a young John Picard. <laughs> yeah. A long, yep. a young John Picard. And, and, then, and, then, and then you're later, you're a special counselor to the captain. <laughs> Again. Yeah. John, a young John Luke Picard. Um, yeah, I mean, it, at least it's like they admit that the nepo babyness of it all is real. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they go like, if we're gonna have a problem, with, we'll, let's uh, just put, hang a lantern on it and just be okay with it. Like, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's you fine. know what I what I think what I was expecting, I was definitely expecting him to go into Starfleet Academy, mm-hmm. sure. But I think I was expecting more of the the crusher route, right? Like, like medical. Well, no, like work yourself up. Like you're an ensign, you know, you're you know. You're not senior staff. You don't get to sit in that room. Yeah. I mean, he is an f- ensign. So. Yeah, but he's sitting in the big comfy chair. The chair that what Worf fell asleep in is so comfortable. Like, <laughs> like, like he should be at the front and that more uncomfortable, no back support, like bench. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Like if they, if they let him stay there, you know. I don't know. Like uh, there, there have been ensigns like, you know, uh, in the senior staff before. Ensign Harry Kim, for example. Mm-hmm. That said, half who's still the, an ensign. Yeah, who's still an ensign. Right? Uh, you know, but half half the crew has to die, and they're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so th- that's understandable. Like here, oh, here is to, to to make the argument though, half a Starfleet could be dead. <laughs> so I mean, there is it is on the. After the Dominion War, after all of this, it's like, I'm sure it also has something to do with the fact that there's just not a lot of staff left, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and probably he is downsized. someone with, uh, with a certain amount of um, real life experience as well. Sure, sure. Like, I can see why you fast track if, like, you know, if, yeah. if you decide to kill all your senior officers on all your armada. Yeah, 
I know. Nicole just also brought up that we got the announcement this week for the Section 31 movie, which we don't know anything about it beyond that it is a movie and it's starring Michelle Yeoh. And that's all I really need to know. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's happening. Oh, yeah. They fully officially announced it. Yeah. Oh, because like I I, last time I I was told it was dead, but like, no, uh, yeah, it's happening. Oh, cool. Good. Good, you know. It is happening. Official announcement went out. I'm very excited. I um and and we'll have to kind of talk about this another time, I'm sure. But I was like, oh, you know, this also probably I tweeted that this would also probably mean the return of Ash Tyler. And let me tell y'all, uh Clyde Trek, loves Ash Tyler. Well, the other thing is uh Trek Twitter is either in the camp <laughs> Clyde <laughs> takes himself out. Um Ash Tyler, everyone is either like Pro or against. So thirsty for Ash Tyler, or they absolutely hate Not him. There's no in between. Bit. Yes, I'm on that side. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be a Paramount Plus movie. They might have like a, a street, like maybe a special screening or something is what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah. And then we have the Academy series that's coming. So we got a lot of live action Trek coming our way, y'all. You know, and, part of me wanted to just ask, I was going to say, I'm not saying this, so I don't need a response. This is but a you will get question. one. You will get one. I was one. just, I was thinking, man, is he that handsome? And I was like, I don't need to ask that question because the amount of yeses that will come flying at me is unnecessary. <laughs> Clyde, if you want, you should just, I have never had anything go as like, insane on twitter before is that innate silly tweet about like oh you know who this also probably means is coming back and i just put up a picture of ash tyler and it's like over 300 people liked retweet like it's like the most engagement i've ever had on my twitter was people being thirsty for ash tyler wow (laughs) like very deranged tweets about ash tyler (laughs) what's you know with my luck what they're gonna do is they're gonna cast that actor for Star Trek Legacy, and it's going to be like his great, great, great grandson or something, but they look so much alike. And I'm just going to be like, why? No, no, why what, would you do this? What your luck I is like, like that the, actor. Shazad is great. The, you, yeah. Your luck would be, Clyde, is if they recast him in the remake of This Is Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping out at that point. Um, he's also very funny. If y'all have ever watched Toast of London, um, no. that actor is super funny. Um, anyway, that has been a lot of Trek news. I think we'll have to come back soon and we can talk more about... Oh, what's about this? Ash the- is greater than Shaw? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. Boo, um, Yes, I feel like we are at time, y'all. This has been yes. a super fun ride. We will be yep. back talking more Trek in your ears and on your screens very soon. We will update y'all. Uh, we might take a week off to process everything and take some time for rewatching, but we appreciate you all so much for tuning in and for listening. Um, we will be back. Keep an eye on our socials. You can find us at Star Trek Pod on Twitter. You can visit StarTrekPod.co for our Patreon and links to find us. Um, please rate and review us on Apple if you have the time. We appreciate that. Thank you all so much. Live long and prosper, y'all. Live Goodbye. Long and prosper, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen.